This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. Happy baseball and softball press conference day. Exciting times in Lincoln um, as we approach baseball and softball season. Nick Sander with you as always. Joined once again by Nate Brennan. How we doing? Nathan or Nate? It doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Okay, good. Whichever one you prefer. I. It's a lot easier for me to call you Nate. That it's works. Just, it's good. I, that's more of like sure. a radio name, I feel like. The one syllable, yeah. quick. Just nice and easy. Ready to go. Nice and easy. Rock yes. and roll. So Nate's in for uh, Rico one more time. Uh, Rico is just dealing with some... Not Rico. Rico uh, has to take care of his kid. So... Um, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, he's all, he's all good, though. Rico is all good. Got an exciting show for you. We will uh, be joined by Erin Sorensen of Hale Varsity here at 2.30. She was at... Um, I saw her roaming around Memorial Stadium this morning for the... Uh, baseball and softball press conferences. We'll ask her a couple questions there. We will, uh, we'll talk Husker baseball and Husker softball. So a lot of people talk today. Uh, Rhonda Ravel obviously talked from Husker softball. The head coach. They begin their season uh, Friday. They're playing in a dome to begin it. It's kind of interesting. We're going to talk a lot, Nate, about the advantages to practicing outside so much because okay. there's a lot of aspects and and angles that you can look at to where it benefits Nebraska dr- drastically um both softball it's kind of ironic though they're they've been practicing outside and then they have to go play in a dome so she kind of joked around about that Husker baseball they start their season next Friday the 18th um down in Texas against Sam Houston so that's something interesting as well, so we'll go through that. Um, like I said, we're, we'll be joined by Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity at two thirty. Um, as always, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. Both those open for you. I, I want to talk Husker hoops, but I think we should probably save that for the final segment. We can kind of preview yeah. how we're feeling about the game against Minnesota tonight. I mean, that's the thing is it's a lot. It's very dependent. Our overall reaction is probably yeah. pretty dependent on what happens tonight. Well, and and we kind of talked about it yesterday. Like this might be the best op- opportunity is. for them to play a game. Yeah, and in in that case, they they changed some they changed a couple things with their schedule yesterday. So I believe, if I can remember right off the top of my head, they finished the season Husker men's basketball that is with three straight road games. I know two of I believe two of those are Ohio State Penn State. Yeah. So they finished with three road games at Penn State on the February 27th, at Ohio State now on March 1st, and at Wisconsin. And so if you're looking at the rest of the schedule, the reason that we were kind of saying this might tonight might be Nebraska's best opportunity yeah. to get a win. It's Minnesota tonight, who's below 500. Um, and then it's Iowa twice, Maryland 
at Northwestern who just blew you out on your home floor. And just beat and Indiana. Just beat Indiana. Just beat Indiana. So maybe Northwestern's the best team ever. <laughs> They're tournament. Is team. is that what's going on? No, I'm joking. But um, they they beat Indiana 69 to 61 yesterday. Convincingly, at home. and now yeah. Indiana, I would say, is on the bubble, which is really from, interesting. From what was a team that was. Very easily in the tournament, I think everyone would agree with that, is mm-hmm. is now in the bubble, but that's just kind of the reality of the Big Ten this year. I feel like that's been happening a lot. Yeah, so, so. they they have Northwestern once again, and then, like I said, they play Iowa twice. They play at right. Penn State on the road, Ohio State again, and at Wisconsin to round out the regular season. Then uh, three days later, they, round, they finish out the season on March 6th, which is a Sunday, and then they uh, start the Big Ten tournament on that following Wednesday, March 9th, and they will be playing on day one. You would expect, barring something crazy to happen, and they rattle off, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine wins in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, which, how wild would that be if they win nine games in a row? Don't even say there that. was there was a don't sp- even don't even we, do this right now. We we got we were almost going to talk about a couple couple weeks ago when Nebraska, oh, I think they were like oh and oh and seven in the Big Ten or something. And we were going to say, all right, if Nebraska wins out the what rest of their season, do they make the NCAA tournament? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Because they still have really bad losses against Western Illinois. They still have horrible play early on in the year. They they got blown out at Rutgers 93-65. to I mean, it's still like, the Big Ten, though. It is. It is. But that's the thing is if you, already have, if you have seven losses in the conference, where does that put you in the conference standings? Well, let me ask you this. The Big Ten hasn't had a national champion since 2000, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I would say the Big Ten's more top-heavy than it's been in years past, but I would say that the the top of the Big Ten is top tier. I mean, you have Purdue is, is the highest-ranked team in the Big Ten. Is this the year that they get it done? Is this the year that a Big Ten team is, is national champion? Well, don't forget, like, when Purdue had um, – made that run in the in the NCAA tournament a couple years ago with Carson Edwards. Like yeah. I thought that team was yeah. legit. But now this year seems to be even better and I guess even Matt better. Painter, yeah. I mean Illinois is is good again. Turns out Kofi Coburn, he's still pretty good. Yeah. Who would have thought that? Uh I don't know. I think I I was going to have this discussion with Bach um No, have it with me instead. Cooler. Have it with me instead. And we, and, no, and, no, and, no, we can have it we can I'm have joking. it with both. I mean no, I'm I just joking. It, one of these years, the Big Ten's going to win a national championship, right? Oh, you, you'd you, think. You have to, I mean, well, as top-loaded like, as it is, is, but is this the year? Or are we still just going to cycle it back? Because 2000's mm-hmm. a long time. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that, it, for, for a conference that, between the ACC and the Big Ten, I would say in normal years, it's one of those two are the best conferences. Mm-hmm. In, in well, like last year, if you think about how good the Big Ten was last year, I, I honestly Illinois was my was my national champion pick. Mine too. I thought Io Desunmu was far and away one of the top players in the country. And I had Iowa in the Final Four. See, I was not sold on Iowa. Of I was. You guys I was. Aren't sold I was. On no, 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 no. Real, course. real talk. Like I was. I like Jordan Bohannon, but I was not sold on Luca Garza. Ooh, as, is he in the NBA now? I know he got drafted by the yeah, Pistons. Is he? I, I don't know if he's in the NBA he's or in the, the G League. I don't know. But um, Dan tweets at me and goes, "Free Nick, free Nick underscore Sainter, free Radio Rico AC, free Rico, <laughs> um, dude, Rico, Rico, free went, Rico. I can get behind that. Yeah, Rico left on his own accord, so that's all him. All right, let's uh, let's talk Husker baseball a little bit here. Uh, I was able to actually. Okay, so a couple big things came out. Let me let me rephrase this. Let okay. me restart. 
A couple big things came out this morning. Husker baseball, they sell out reserved season tickets. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Obviously, there's a lot of buzz going on around the program because of a guy like Will Bolt. They bring Rob Childress back, which Will Bolt actually talked about. I have a quote from him. i got to find my tweet. Um, Will Bolt, this is Will Bolt on Rob Childress. He is the best of the best. It's invaluable for him, for us, for him to be at practice. He's not only mentoring the players, but mentoring the coaches. He made it very clear that he takes advantage of having Rob Childress. And that's a good he, thing. Absolutely, yeah. right? We talk with the football program about coaches letting coaches coach and, mm-hmm. and getting out of their own way, right? Mm-hmm. It's clear that with baseball, Will Bolt has no problem yeah. admitting that he does not know everything. Right. He just did it multiple times today on the mic. And so that's, that's really encouraging and a big reason why Nebraska ba- baseball was Well, were, spin zone, I think that's why Frost brought in Mark Whipple. Ooh, I, yes, I, I instead, personally, instead I think of other so. guys. Yeah. Instead I of think, a younger guy. I mean, you look at what he did with Kenny Pickett. I mean, by all indications, right. you would assume Casey Thompson fills that role as well. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's just, that's interesting. again, that's just like a, a side conversation that we could talk about another time. But exactly. I think that's another reason you bring in Mark Whipple. That's For the just, same reason that Will right. Bolt is. Well, and that's what we've been. Yeah. Ba- we've been begging for for Scott Frost or anybody on the on the coaching staff to bring in somebody like right. that to right. where they can look up to him and, and be okay looking up to right. it like that's a big thing you got to get out of your own way um and and my whole thing sticking with the football program for a moment I haven't been able to tell you this or, or been on air with you enough to where we've we've come across this but my kind of part of my theory is that there's a chance Scott Frost just is so obsessed with getting this thing turned around right which in a way is not a bad thing I want to no. make that very clear it's not a bad thing that I he's mean the obsessed. dude took a pay cut yeah but he obviously like, cares. Well, it's and that's the whole yeah. thing. Like with this, yeah. this, the uh, disappointment. This whole thing hasn't been about effort. Right. Like, there's no question that they are trying to figure this out. Um, it's just been the way that they've approached it, and and continue to or before this last season because we don't know what the the results of of the changes are going to be. Right. But previously, the continuation to re- to approach it the same way and, and expect a different result, and so. We, we we asked you know the the whole f- coaching staff for football make changes they did so we'll see what the quite a few changes. what the results are yeah in a, in a span of like three months or so yeah. and and so that's really interesting but going back to baseball they they get their season tickets sold out in a year where they raise the prices a little bit I mean they're Big Ten champs they're defending Big Ten champs so they raise the price there and now this year they have a couple interesting non-conference games. They travel to TC or they they play TCU at the new Rangers ballpark, mm-hmm. um which is a really really interesting thing. Um I, I was thinking about making a trip, but I decided not to. I seriously, it'd be pretty cool. It would be sweet cuz that's the new park. Yeah, TCU yeah. and plus TCU is an opponent that now obviously Schlossenagel isn't there, I don't think anymore. Yeah. Um but it's a that's a, I mean that's a team that is familiar with Omaha mm-hmm. and familiar with postseason mm-hmm. success. And Nebraska wants to eventually get familiar with postseason success. Uh, I, a couple things I want to get to. I was able to uh, stand aside with Griffin Everett, who is a catcher or who's a catcher and who is a captain this year from Lincoln Southwest, graduated, went to Kansas City to play JUCO baseball, then came back to Lincoln, and he's in his senior year. I, I kind of talked to him, had a, had a brief conversation one-on-one with him, but I, I'm curious 
what are the advantages of playing or of being able to practice outside? And and Will Bolts kind of talked about this, and, and so did Ronda Ravel. In, in all honesty, mm-hmm. ha- for outfielders, having the dimensions of the outfield mm-hmm. is big. Um, being able to track balls with the sky right before the season is big. Um, I, I talked to Griff as as a catcher. Will Bolt mentioned with Griffin Everett. He's really starting to find his voice. He's always been that leader by example, which is great, but there's also got to be that combination of having a voice on the team. And so as a catcher, um, Nate, you, you have to you have to understand how loud your voice needs to be. Absolutely. When you're directing the outfield, when Absolutely. you're directing relays and stuff like that. I asked Griff, I said, I said, what are some of the advantages of practicing outside? Like, are you finding your voice on how to direct the guys and how loud you need to be? And, and the call-outs and, and things like that. He had a really, really interesting comment um, when I asked him this, so here's Griffin Everett. Obviously, been able to go outside. I mean, how big is that for you as a catcher, knowing, okay, how loud I need my voice needs to be to direct everybody and, and being able to direct everybody not mm-hmm. in an indoor setting? Oh, yeah, it's uh, definitely an advantage to be outside. I don't think I've ever been outside this much uh, leading up to a season. And even, you know, you talked about being vocal and knowing how loud I need to be. Mm-hmm. But even just seeing the pitches out of the pitcher's arms, you know, outside with the lighting and everything, you know, everything looks a little bit different. So it's always good to be outside. That's a really interesting point that I honestly had not thought that was of. I, that's what I was going to mention because I used to catch in high school. Yeah, so did I. And the, and the biggest thing, honestly, is when you're indoors, I mean, you know, just the release point mm-hmm. from outside, wherever you may be, and then in an indoor facility is night and day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's artificial it's and natural. Like, it is, and it's and, and the th- same thing can go for infielders when you're on artificial turf when you're in an indoor facility. The same thing, like you said, for outfielders, you're not tracking a ball inside the same way that you are outside when you can hit it 200 feet into the air. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it goes all the way around. But the the biggest takeaway that I had was one, Will Bolt says the Huskers' goal in 2022 is to host an NCAA regional. Right off the bat, that's the first thing he mentions. That is the biggest takeaway for me, and for one. I was more optimistic than others that last year they should have hosted a, reason, a regional. I, I they think a didn't, lot of people were. And I think, our, I think playing Arkansas was just, that's mm-hmm. about as bad as it gets. We can talk about that all day, and I think <laughs> everyone that's listening yeah. to this will agree that that was just, they got hosed. Bizarre. I understand them not hosting a regional, but I think that's an interesting takeaway because, one, I'll ask you this, well, I, we don't even have to discuss this. I think they got hosed last year. I don't know if they yes. should have hosted a regional, but they shouldn't have been playing Arkansas. That, I think that's the bigger part is people yeah. always just resort to them hosting a regional. They shouldn't have they had shouldn't to play have the number one team in the country. No, because technically that would have then made them, what, the 32nd ranked team, which exactly. is ridiculous after winning a Big Ten title, but that's not here nor there. Yeah. Two, I know baseball is a different sport than football, basketball. Mm-hmm. You take away one player, it makes an immediate impact on your team. I mean, yeah. you look at a school like LSU, you take away Joe Burrow, they're six and six. I mean, everything changes. I mean, you see it in basketball all the time. The one and dones. You have a core. They leave your team is different. Yeah. How much of an impact is it losing Spencer Schwellenbach, in your opinion? See, I, I think it's big because I I think that's one thing that a lot of people aren't talking about. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know as much about Colby Gomes as you probably do. Yeah, Colby. Gomes I know that he's uh, he's going to be coming in. He's going to be the closer. Yeah. But I think Spencer Schwellenbach. I mean, brought so much to the table. I think. There's a little bit of a gap there, and I, how much of an impact does it make, right? I, I think from the outside eye, for me personally, you you understood and you expected Spencer Schwellenbach to be a big part of last season going into last and, year. And he was. But not to the 
amount and the volume that he actually right. did right. What, was. I mean, hit what three hundred and and became your led closer. The Big after Ten, not led the Big Ten in ERA. I mean, it was yeah. it was crazy. Uh, yeah, like we all knew he was a pro guy. Like, there's teams there or there's guys on teams that you look at, especially, and you can do this with baseball that just. The ball sounds different off the bat. Absolutely, the ball sounds or, or looks different coming out of their their arm. They 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 feel a lot smoother. A guy like Spencer Schwellenbach does not come around very often. No. And Nebraska, they're going to have to figure out a way to make up for what they did lose last year. They lost. They've lost a lot. Um, part of the COVID senior season helped out dramatically with that. Brought guys. Um, Jackson Hallmark was back. Joe Acker, uh, Logan Foster, who played in a in a role. And or I should say in more of a uh, role player kind of role, mm-hmm. if you want to make an NBA term. But then, like Spencer Swanbuck, like you said, I think that's a big loss. But it is baseball, so it is baseball. Exactly. How much of and, a loss, and don't right? and let's not forget Bryce Matthews came in as a highly rated shortstop and yeah. switched to second base, right. so that Spencer Swanbuck yeah. could play yeah. short. So now you bring a guy like Bryce Matthews, who was highly recruited out of Texas, to go play his natural position in shortstop. And so is there a big drop-off? Maybe, cause just because you have experience over youth there. But in terms of pitching, you get a guy like Colby Gomez back mm. who plays or who is the closer, who plays first base defensively, and then also can hit. And, like, yes, there's going to be a drop-off. he had some, some injury. Yeah, he, he, had some, he had some arm injuries, but he's back. Right. And, and now you have Kyle Perry who rehabbed his injury quickly – to get back for the regional, had a really strong performance despite being on a limited inning mm-hmm. uh, count, and now he's Will Bolt said today he's fighting for a spot to start Friday or Saturday. He's going to be their Friday or Saturday starter. Right? They don't they don't know which one, but that's the position that he's put himself in, and now he's a, he's a captain as well. And so there there's a lot of exciting things to be around or to that are circling. And Husker you have Will Bolt. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, I mean that's yeah. when you look at. <laughs> right now, head coach for Nebraska, mm-hmm. Scott Frost on the hot seat has to take a pay cut to ultimately keep his job. Fred Hoiberg, we've talked about extensively, could be on the way out. Will Bolt's what you're hanging your hat on right now if you're Nebraska. Yeah. And I, I I hope Spencer Schwellenbach leaving doesn't leave too much of a mark. I don't know. I think early on in that closing role, we're going to find out pretty soon. I don't think, I think it's so going to take long to figure out how much of an impact he really had. Yeah, I don't think so, too. And Griff actually talked about this when he was up at the podium, Griffin Everett. He he mentioned that Colby Gomez has is developing or has has evolved in, in throwing a splitter as well, okay. which is not a pitch you see very it's not, often. It's not an easy pitch to throw. It's not an easy pitch to throw. And so – and Griffin was honest with that as well. He's like, I'm still learning how to catch it. I'm still learning how yep. to catch um, – uh, oh, my gosh, Shea Shanneman – uh, and his his slider, like I'm still learning how to catch all those. Mm-hmm. But once again, going back to benefiting you practicing outside, that that's you all get the real you look. Like yeah. you don't think about, and and guys are being able to actually throw off of the mound. Like if you played baseball into in, any high level, you understand that a fa- an artificial mound that's placed on top of turf is not the same as throwing off of a no. rubber on dirt. Yeah. Especially in Haymarket Park, tracking the ball inside compared to tracking yeah. the ball outside, no matter what position you play, is going to look different. And and one significantly, thing, so analytics are becoming such a big part of the game as well. And one one comment Will Bolt made today was, you know, there there's always competitions inside. 
you know, how far did that ball really go? And, you know, because it hits the net before you can see real distance or anything like that. And he goes, we get the analytics, you know, the exit velocity, the launch angle, all that. But he goes, outside, there's no debate. Yeah. Outside, you're, you either hit it or you didn't. Mm-hmm. And, or you either, you know, if there's top spin on it, what do you need to do right. to get flight on that ball and stuff like that? Where if you're outside, um, he mentioned one comment, and I almost tweeted this out because this might get some fans excited. He said that they've hit more home runs in the last in, in fall ball in fall ball and spring than he's ever seen. Not wow. just at Nebraska, but that includes his time anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that kind of caught my eye because last year it was this team had the ability to play small ball. They liked advancing runners. They liked stealing bases. And that mentality is still there. But now you're bringing Plus, in a second element of yeah. being able to elevate the, the baseball. Mm-hmm. This team gets really exciting really fast. Well, let me ask you this. The goal, obviously, you said the first thing you said, host a regional. Yeah. Are we reaching the point? Is that realistic? Yes. I think so, too. I think so, as well. I, and, I don't think that's an unrealistic goal. And it, a- after last year, I say there, there's no reason why it's not. Why it's not realistic. Yeah. And there, there's just a lot of things to be excited. And think about as Husker fans, I wanted to make sure we brought this up, 402-464-5685. As Husker fans, think about the last six months. What? Think about everything we've all been through in terms of, in terms of men's programs. Obviously, volleyball is, is the staple and, and all that. But in terms of success, you come in to August – and we're jacked up for Husker football because on paper this team looks like they can win eight or nine games. They played games. well. Yeah, I mean they and, played and, well. And they played well at times. Yeah, you have a fourth straight. You have a fourth year starting quarterback. Nebraska football is ready. They're set up for success this year. Nothing. Three and nine. Then you go and then it gets to November. Husker football season is down in the dumps. Husker basketball. Here we go. We get our first five star. They have the best recruiting class in school history. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Fred Hoiberg, it can't go wrong. And here we are on, Mar- on February 9th, and they're owing. It's gone about as poorly as it could have. Yes. Yes. And so now you're selling out these season tickets for Husker baseball, and they start the season next Friday down in Texas. There, there's a se- serious chance that when Nebraska baseball gets to conference play, they have fewer than eight losses. If they take two of every, of three, and that's what that's something that Lance Harvella said on the station before, mm-hmm. is we look at take two of three, mm-hmm. win the series. You should not lose a single series. That's the mentality all season. for every baseball. Exactly. Team too. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you're going to be looking at a team that's top twenty five at the end of the year, and hosting a regional. You got me rightfully so that oh, yeah. Husker baseball. You got me ready like, to go. There is there yeah. is no there is no doubt in my mind that. Friday nights, like I, I'm, I'm excited, and this weather plays a big part of it. But it's hard for me after listening to the guys speak, and the message is the same across the board. Will Bolt said they don't talk about last season; they don't care about last season anymore. Mm-hmm. It was great; it's great for the program because now you sold out all the season tickets, and who knows what that means for future? Whether that means, hey, if they have success this year, what's that mean for possible facility upgrades? Yeah, which can be, which is huge for a program when yeah. you're recruiting. Plus, when you get get a guy like Will Bolt and Lance Harvell who can recruit and who are putting kind of a quote-unquote fence around the city, like, that's huge. Or state, I mean. 
Like it's there's huge. a lot of talent in Nebraska yes. when it comes to baseball. Yes. A lot. So there, there's a lot of things to be excited about. We'll, yeah. we'll continue this discussion in the final segment. Maybe we'll even talk to Aaron Sorensen a little bit about it today. Um, we got to get to break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Aaron Sorensen of Hill Varsity here on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.